0: what's up everybody and welcome to the tactical chinwag podcast i'm your host luke Gillings, aka original human and today we are joined by the amazing world record breaker <laughs> jim galvin how you doing mate i'm
1: very well buddy i'm very well thank you for the complimentary intro how
0: are you <laughs> i'm all right man it's been a long time since we've chatted it has it's been it a has long it. It long time Um, For those of you who don't know, me and Jim were in training together in the Royal Marines at CTC, Mm -hmm. the lovely CTC, and uh, went through some very um, difficult yet fun times together. (laughs) That's true, yeah. Poetic
1: licensing. I think you might be one of the only people who's ever called CTC lovely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I appreciate the sentiment.
1: I'm sure they do as well.
0: So uh, how's things? What have you been up to? Things are
1: good, bro. Things are good. Um, what have I been up to? Well, I, so I work in the fitness industry, as I'm sure you right. know. So I uh, run a couple of different fitness kind of clubs, as it were. So obviously COVID has been an interesting time for me. I'm probably like, you know, getting loads of people together in a, in a small space sweating is kind of the antithesis of what any government wants. So it's been uh, an interesting time, but it's kind of forced us to be creative. Uh, we're kind of back to normal now, but overall this year it's been been fun in a weird kind of way i think i spoke to a few people who have kind of said the same thing and had the same sentiment about um about different lockdown periods That it's kind of forced you into a time of self-reflection and creativity and, and for me personally uh it's been been quite enjoyable actually
0: yeah but it does really challenge your kind of way of thinking when it comes to the fitness industry and it really kind of broadens like you know your your possibilities of making workouts for people and circuits for people you've really got to think outside the box like literally yeah because you've got to keep yeah, six yeah, far away from so. each other so yeah that's that's, true, yeah. This, yeah. that's uh that's 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 pretty cool um so since you left the marines you've been you've been up to some pretty incredible things and i can see is that is that actually behind you is that one of the uh world record titles behind you is it <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is yeah i just realized how like unbelievably showy it is now that that's oh oh this no. old thing casually in the background <laughs> it does actually live there it's not just there for the podcast today <laughs> I love I surely, it, mate. But yeah, yeah, thank you, mate. And that was um, that was actually done uh, in an attempt to raise some money for a military charity, a charity called Rock to Recovery, which is uh, a charity that was founded by a guy called Jason Fox. So I know a lot of your listeners and subscribers are American, but for anyone in the yeah. UK, that's Jason Fox Foxy from SAS Who Dare's Wins. Yep. That's his charity. Uh, so it was raising some money for those, and it was a, a team of 12 of us that were that attempted to kind of de- basically deadlift was the, the chosen event, but lift the most amount of weight that twelve people could lift in twelve hours. So we kind of arranged how it rotates. So there's one barbell, it's 105 kilos in the bar, and then effectively we just kept rotating round in our team of twelve for for twelve hours. It's a long day. Twelve
0: straight hours of deadlifts, mate.
1: Twelve straight hours of deadlifts. I mean, we kind of we, we arranged up a couple of sixty-minute breaks in there, but I think the way that we arranged the teams is, is about three or four hours on one hour off or something for, okay. for the duration but yeah wow. it's, uh, it's pretty intense that pretty yeah intense. that
0: sounds intense how was your back after that
1: <laughs> mate i'll tell you what my back was actually okay my hamstrings were about i don't i think they're still there in newcastle where i, did it <laughs> I think i've got them back in the last two years i think they're
0: still still stranded up in the north that's um, incredible yeah,
1: def, def, definitely the hammers that's where it hit
0: that is absolutely incredible that's that's an amazing achievement so are you actually in the book when you're like can you open the book and be like is that something that happens i don't really know how these world record breaking things work the funny thing is mate 100 honesty i don't know i haven't oh you checked, don't know so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i think it's i'm so lazy i'm like i can't
1: want to go through like 800 pages of these things so I'm like yeah. i just trust that we're in there but i got the certificate that's enough for me it's all yeah awesome. yeah that's good so, enough so you. Happy with that. <laughs> that's incredible mate well
0: yeah congrats for doing that Thanks, that's genuinely Appreciate incredible it. thank you very much um so The reason I wanted to get you on this podcast is I have an ungodly amount of people, usually young lads, sometimes young girls now, which is amazing as well, who want to join the Royal Marines. It's not always the Royal Marines. Sometimes it's the Paras or the US Marines or whatever. I have an ungodly amount of people messaging me. So I thought, you know what? You know, I did it. I got my green beret, but you are the person I think of when I, when I think of like pinnacle fitness in the Royal Marines, you are one of the people in there just to kind of boost you up a little bit there, right? That is a, so, a huge compliment, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no worries. And I thought it would be absolutely perfect to get you on and get your perspective on young people joining the military in general, not just the Royal Marines, but the military in general. It's kind of, because I do have some US, US lads on here as well and girls who want to join. So uh, give me your perspective on like the fitness industry when you're young and how vulnerable you are, because sometimes you're kind of perceptive to some things that aren't necessarily correct. And how how much different it actually is compared to what people think it is when it comes to getting fit for the military
1: yeah good question i mean i think i think one thing that we'll, we'll kind of look at and we'll address straight away is that prepping for the military is very different in one kind of in one kind of singularity element than training for any other sport whether you're a crossfitter a sprinter an american football player a soccer player rugby whatever it may be uh training for the military or especially not necessarily on the run-up but when you're in military training the the kind of the singular difference is you're not really in control of any of the lifestyle factors that you would be if you're an athlete if you're an athlete you get to control how much you sleep and maintaining a good kind of sleep and rest and recovery pattern you get to control your nutrition you get to control a lot of the other training variables whereas when you're in the military you're effectively training to be in a position where you're not in control of any of those, does that make sense? So yeah, it's yep. th- that that in itself is one kind of huge thing. Um, I think one of the other difficult things is that military-style uh, fitness can be very old-school and is kind of, you know, a good couple of generations behind. I mean, for, for us, we were kind of a training 10, 12 years ago. So yeah. I, I, I assume, and I know, because I coach a lot of guys for the, for the Royal Marines now, you know, I've got four or five guys in Lipton at the moment, uh, and I've got a few guys in, in, in different units, and they said it has progressed a lot, but there is still very much kind of a culture in the military, and it may well be the same in the US of, well, just get up, just run, just do it, just live, yeah. just do it. And there's, there's yeah. very little kind of... Um, science or kind of smart approach to it so what i would say to anybody that is looking uh, to join the military is try considering you're in that environment where you don't get to control your lifestyle factors whenever you are either on base or you're kind of in the run-up make sure you make sure you approach it in as much of a scientific way as you can do the things that enhance recovery you know i, I you know, i noticed that we're, we're both definitely a fan of ice baths and cold water emergency. right so i saw that you've done that recently so that, that. that can help folks yeah fo- fo- foam rolling is, is absolutely huge making sure that you eat right is huge um so because otherwise we could get 100% get kind of lost in the woods and i hope that you have me back on and that we can get into more kind of the minutiae detail uh, yeah at a later date but i'd say i'd say speaking in generalities get the foundations right i'd say that is the most important thing you know make sure that your nutrition is 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 good enough make sure that you've got a lot of clean fruit and veg in your system make sure that you that you recover well, make sure that you are stretching, like tendons and ligament injuries are are probably, if not the highest, then in the top three reasons why people get injured on the run-up to to military stuff. It's not necessarily muscle pulls or anything else. It's kind of connective tissue. So, you know, keep those nice and strong. So just the foundations are kind of known. Stretch, roll out, good quality nutrition, get as much sleep as you can when you can, because as soon as you start training or you're in a unit, then, uh, then it's a different ball game and that's something you're not yeah. necessarily going to be in
0: control of. Yeah, you're definitely not going to get much sleep. It's as if you've got to prepare for the unexpected in a... In yeah. a and I know that's kind of like an ironic... Like everyone says that with the military, but fitness-wise and when it comes to your actual... to, to your body and to like every single muscle in your body, you really have to prepare for things that you don't expect. You can't prepare to do a regain. You know, You, yeah, can, yeah, do, yeah, exactly. you can do certain... You know, you can do pull ups and you can do hip flexing exercises, but you can't really prep for something like that, you know, especially when it's cold, it's wet, you, you feel crappy, you know. Um. So it is definitely really tech. It is, it's kind of simple in a way, but also technical in a sense that you need to, you can still optimize your body in a way, but also in a way that, I, I don't know how to explain it, but gets you in the position where you really, can do anything you like. You can get up and you can just run with a with a small warm up because this warm ups aren't really anything when you're in training. I remember before the um before the endurance course, we did like a couple of runs in a circle, a couple of punches in the air. <laughs> that's it. That, isn't that's it. Two it. Right. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Line up, guys. You go, and then you've got that anxiety <laughs> when you're lining up, ready to do the endurance course. So yeah. yeah, I get that. It's kind of a strange position to be in, where again, when you when you're training for I don't know for a marathon, you've got like a set schedule. You're not really having to worry about things outside of the box. are you? you're kind of just in that same program through in and through out. But when it comes to the military, it's so varied. You're doing exercises that are really old. Yeah. You know? That's that's it. As well and as doing, and again,
1: that's yeah, that's it. And again, it's it's kind of it, it really is about speaking in generalities building that foundation that does prep for you mm. to turn up to the start line on a certain day of training and say and to hear, right, guys, we want you to do this. And you're like, okay, even though I've never done it. I've got yeah. the foundations of strength. I've got the foundations of aerobic capacity. I've got the foundations of being mobile enough to be able to approach that and probably stay safe and stay efficient. So that's yeah. what it is. It really is that kind of that absolute, really, really broad foundation. And then just have a strong enough mind that you can kind of um, you can kind of crack on from there. And injury-proofing mm-hmm. yourself is huge. That's the thing. It's like so many people uh, that, that fail on the fitness test, as you'll remember from training, it's, you know, they roll on their ankle and they snap something. And it's yeah. like, if you can... Do you know the prehab, which is all the you know the, the different stretches, the different mobility, the different strengthening work before yeah. you get injured and need to do rehab? Then the chances are you're, you're you're you know stacking the deck in your favor then.
0: Yeah, it seems like you get to a point in Royal Marines training where. It isn't about the state of mind. It isn't about your fitness. It's about luck with injury. That's that's what it seems mm-hmm. like at a certain point of training. If I probably like week twenty three or something, or you know, at that point, you know, you're probably going to pass out as long as you don't have an injury. So it mm-hmm. is a case of strictly injury prevention and trying to prevent them, you know, little niggles that you get because everyone gets everyone gets niggles. Everyone gets that little sore hip. Everyone gets them blisters. Everyone. But it's, it's how you deal with them. So for someone who's in training, in the mix of it right now, who's listening to this, what would you say that you could do with your small amount of room that you've got? Remember, you've got your bed, and then you've got like what two foot between your bed and your locker, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got like your bed that's only like what five and, and a half six foot. It. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. What would you say to them, lads, who are like, oh, I've got this bit of a niggle, or what? What would you what would you say in that position? I'd say there
1: are. Uh... You need to 100% maximise like all the things that. What I tell them to do is kind of keep this mental narrative of an athlete that is training for the marathon, training for the Olympics, training for whatever. They've got these different lifestyle factors and these different things that they do and that they, you know, these different drills that they go through on a day-to-day basis. What you've got to think is when you're, if, if you're in the mix and you're in training and anything now, you have to think if you're on camp and you're in that time where you are actually, you know, that that smaller period of time where you are in control of those variables. You need to maximise that time as much as you can, and that would be foam rolling for me is absolutely massive, like so 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 good, and be quite intuitive with it. If something feels tight, that's the area you need to foam roll. So have a kind of a, a general strict procedure. I always stretch my, you know, I always mobilise my shoulders. I always, you know, stretch my hamstrings. I always do some hip work. But then on top of that, uh, you know, what feels the most sore, and then and then stretch that out. You know, if you can um any soft tissue release at a higher level so in kind of a massage if you you do get a weekend off is absolutely huge and then just try for me one thing that that i always kind of cheekily did because i'm not actually sure we were supposed to do it in training was i was basically like triple dosing multivitamins Mm. so because the quality of the food that you get in kind of ration packs and stuff is just is a bit rubbish you probably get enough protein you probably get enough carbs from it because it's super high sugar but in terms of the micronutrients the things that keep your immune system strong the things that stop you going man down when you're in the cold the things that stop you getting an infection when you know licking the same spoon as everyone else all the stuff that is like proper primal situations you know multivitamins are probably the best thing you can do so if you get a really really good quality whole food multivitamin that's like one little kind of like golden nugget that i really reckon kind of kept me uh kind of injury free and kept me on top form throughout training and kind of and um, throughout
0: my time in the unit actually yeah and speaking of nutrition the nutrition in training is it is bad like there isn't the, i mean you've got the nafe you've got dutchies <laughs> you've got your nine o'clockers curry that's from leftover yeah. from the day before like it's not the best food and you really do like a lot of people say to me as well like oh you know what what should i be eating what should i be doing and honestly like this there's, there's so many different avenues you can go down i'm sure you would know that like I ate pretty much anything when I was a kid because I was so young and small and I was growing. Um, so for for someone who you know who's young, it is a case of just eating whatever you want, right? I mean, and to an extent, to an extent, obviously. But like when you're growing, it's eating whatever you want. So what, yeah, when 100%. when it, yeah, when it comes to when it comes to the average Joe who's like, oh, what should I do about my my diet? Knowing that you're gonna go into training and the diet's probably gonna be the most the least important thing on your day, it's just a case of Mm -hmm. eating when you can eat quickly as well. What would you say to the guys that are like, you know, talking diet and worried about the diet or need to who think that they need to diet because they have to lose a few pounds and stuff like that? What would you say in that position? I
1: think so, I mean there's a couple of different kind of avenues that you could go down in terms of if there's a fork in the road. I think the amount of training that you're doing, you are right and that the the main priority is just that you need adequate fuel, as in you literally need you know enough calories to get you through because it is so yeah. challenging. Like during test week, I think they feed you something like six thousand calories a day and it's expected that you'll lose weight. Right. Like that as an example for those of you that think about joining the Raw Marine specifically, that last that kind of last week well before King Squad, so kind of week 31 or whatever, six thousand calories a day plus and you're expected and pretty much everyone loses weight. That's a yeah. demonstrable of how much activity and kind of how much energy you're expending. But I think both again like if you're in the mix then during those condensed time windows where you do get to control your diet a little more it makes it even more important to make sure that you get enough uh you know multivitamins for me are a huge thing and in preparation for if you're not in training yet but you're kind of on the run up um multivitamins another thing that i'm a huge massive advocate of and have been probably for the last kind of 18 months two years is bone broth so there's a lot of data that's coming out now that says when we... Because obviously you break down muscle tissue if you're doing a 30-miler, if you're doing a 12-miler, if you're doing a soul course, if yeah. you're doing a gym session, whatever you're doing, you're breaking down these muscle tissues right in your body. And what, they, what we need to do is consume the right stuff to rebuild those. Yeah. And there's a lot of data that's coming out now saying, kind of going back to like caveman times, we wouldn't have just eaten a steak or a fillet of fish or a chicken mm-hmm. breast, right? We wouldn't have just right. eaten the flesh. We would have eaten literally bloody everything we could pretty much from nose to tail everything we could and that includes things like bone broth that actually help keep your bones strong and repair as we were saying earlier things like tendons and ligaments much 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 better than just the the tissue itself so as two again like it's such an expansive topic but if there were like two things two like takeaways for anyone that's kind of on the run-up that's like you know how can i during times between field exercises and stuff how can i really maximize my recovery multivitamins
0: yep. is one bone broth is another yeah yeah and i think um uh, i think the bone broth hit because uh, obviously i i don't i don't eat meat or anything anymore but it, it it sparks this this memory in my mind of when we were on survival x and you have these rabbits and you have these chickens and it's not a case of you know the you you kill them and you just take the meat and cook it you kill them and you obviously you're good at it but there's certain things you take from the from the chickens there's like Pre-made eggs that aren't fully farmed yet, you can eat. You throw it all in a little tin. You boil it. You drink that water, which in in itself, even though it's got everything in there, is bone broth. You know, and it kind of brings it back to that kind of survival instinct. But in a way, our bodies are kind of made for that. You know, our bodies are. That's
1: hundred percent. That's it.
0: I know. I know. Although we don't need it anymore to kind of live, if you want to be optimized in a way where you can do anything in a survival situation. You need to be taking this type of type of nutrition. You need to be learning that's about it. this
1: stuff. You know? Yeah, that's it. And, and military training does simulate putting you in that real primal situation where you are yeah. in freezing cold temperatures, where you are cold and wet, where you are awake for you know potentially nineteen twenty hours a day, which is unlike anything that you get in. The modern Western world, so it makes sense that if we almost put ourselves in, you know, military training does kind of simulate that old caveman style lifestyle, right? Yeah. So it yeah. makes sense that it'll be like, right, what did they get to survive? So yeah. it's like, well, do you need a multivitamin? Do you need bone broth? Do you need to foam roll? Do you need to, well to just survive? Maybe not. But if right. you want to optimize, if you just want to get through military training by the skinnier teeth do what you want but for those of you that are listening and you'll know if this is you if you want to optimize if you want to be the best possible and stack you know build the best possible foundation stack the deck of odds in your favor maximally as much as you possibly can then it makes sense that you look for these tiny little golden tweaks these you know these these small big things these small changes that make a big big uh, difference to your lifestyle to your recovery to your performance to your health and longevity and to your likelihood of actually passing training passing it well
0: Yeah. And I can vouch for that because I would say in training, I was one of the mediocre fitness guys. I was the one that was just getting through it. I was never at the top. I was never right at the bottom. I was just kind of floating through. And I think a lot of that goes with, I had to get a lot of nutrition in training because I was so young and so small, but I was also that nutrition I was dumping in my body was not good. Like I would go to the naffy, I would get chocolate, I would drink energy. And a lot of people would do it, but you know, energy drinks and stuff, there is options there for fruit and veg, there is options when you're in the in the um, in the galleys that have like, you know, clean cereal that's like, you know, oh, I think they had like all brand I think they had oats, didn't they as well? They had like bananas. You, can, you could get your fruit and veg. But most people like me who was young and didn't know anything about nutrition, we really didn't. And it wasn't really big when you were thinking about getting a Marines at 16 year old. I was just going, I was having chips and sandwiches and just, you know, all sorts of with horrible margarine on all of it. That's like dreadful for you. you know? I mean, I still did I it. But, you know most
1: people did exactly that. I think most people yeah. did exactly that. I think it was, yeah. and, and again, it's almost, it doesn't have to be, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. Like if you right. if you just come back from a field exercise, you go to nine o'clock because you want to go to Dutchies for a burger. Yes. Because you're like, you've lost about six kilos. Yeah go to bloody dutchies have a bloody burger like re- yeah. make sure that you re- replenish those energy stores right get that right. fuel in but then literally just pop a multivitamin as well so it's like so it's not to i'm not suggesting that you kind of you avoid those you know super high calorific yeah. uh, foods i'm not suggesting you avoid that a lot, a lot of the time that's what you need you need adequate fuel yeah. um, all i'm suggesting is you can do both and luckily things like you know Bone broth in a little bit of hot water or something, and neck it like a cup of tea, yeah. um, and a multivitamin. They're actually super easy to take. It's not something you have to like force yourself to do. Multivitamin is right. a little bag with like five or six different tablets in. Neck it back with a bone broth, and it's done. It takes two minutes. So yeah. something like that, it's not a big sacrifice, and it it almost means that when you do, you know, have the chips, it means when you have the bread, it means when you when you have a Dutch cheese and a burger and a, and a hot dog or whatever all it means is that you don't become deficient in these vitamins. So it just just kind of, it it, it keeps you at that level playing field and keeps your immune system strong, your nervous system strong, your reflexes sharper, everything else like that.
0: Yeah, and for those people who are thinking of or are close to getting into training, you do have time on the weekend to get into Exeter. And to get these multivitamins, there is places you can go, you can find this and search it out. I'm sure there's other lads in your troop that probably want to do the same thing. And uh, you can all go together and buy whatever you can in bulk or whatever and work together and kind of push each other up. Because I know in training, you have this habit of like, there's a lot of banter and there's a lot of digging at each other. But there's also this primal kind of love for each other where you want to help each other out. And I think, uh, you know, mentioning this stuff to your friends who maybe he's 16 and doesn't know much about nutrition and being like, hey, let's go and get some multivitamins. It's probably going to do you the world of good. But I think that would be nice as along and get you kind of more integrated in your troop as well. Uh, because being part of the troop and not just being the gray man, but also really being part of the troop is, is, a, uh, is a side of, you know, being happy, keeping your training team happy. And with happiness comes, you know, more positive mindset and more, you know, better workouts, really. If you get down to bottom field and you're happy that morning, you're probably going to work out better.
1: You know, 100%. That's exactly yeah. right. And again, that's the again kind of reverts back to what we were saying earlier, which is like you can just grit your teeth and bear it, yeah, and hate every second of it and get through. Or you can actually, you know, take the best of it and you can optimize yourself in that position. And yeah, and training is one of those things where it's like it doesn't, it will be probably one of the hardest, but also one of the best times of your life. And it's like you want to be, you want to have your brain actually working for those times so that you can enjoy that experience with your friends because it might be yeah. one of the best things you've ever done.
0: Yeah, I think, um, and and to kind of um, go on a sidetrack from that as well, uh, when it comes to your your mindset and kind of being positive and using these things to your best of your ability, um, a lot of people always have questions to me about resilience and kind of being positive in such a, a negative kind of space, you know, when you're cold, when you're wet. I remember on my 17th birthday being on Woodbury Common, on century <laughs> two in the morning i don't know whether it was, i was in your troop with this one but it was raining so much there was dutch marines on what Common and they got airlifted out i don't know whether this wow, was with your troop or okay, not wow. and i was on century on my 17th birthday sat there just That's like just feeling brutal. so yeah feeling sorry for myself thinking my brother's <laughs> out right now he's out in Manchester. Um, but some people come to me and they're like oh you know you're just really determined you know I'm sure people say the same thing to you as well, like, "Oh, how do you get that mindset? How do you kind of push through these hard times?" And I think, personally, I think that's also kind of like a muscle, like that—that that resilience, that kind of determination and grit that you have to get through these dark times—is just like a muscle. And have you have you experienced the same thing? One
1: million percent. I think that's, and I think they've articulated it so well there that resilience, again, like saying it's like a muscle, it's exactly the same as any other almost like fitness ability in that it is susceptible to training yeah. and that it will improve upon practice. So it, it is almost like you wouldn't just turn up on the day of an ultra marathon and expect, your, and expect your body to be able to hold up with that. We don't just expect to be, you know, to go straight from city street to test week and be able to be resilient enough to handle yourself at a 30 miler. So it is, and, and raw Marine training is structured in a way that what you need to be resilient to is increasing each each day each week and it kind of it does build that muscle and it develops uh you develop that ability to stay resilient and I think one thing that really really helped for me is regardless of regardless of you know century regardless of whether or not it's a bottom field exercise or or you know someone's lost their ear defenders hands up I did that once for an (laughs) exercise and everyone got beasted for it sorry anyone in 975 my bad love you <laughs> uh, if anyone still thread about it 12 years later but all of these things <laughs> all of these beast things every single every single thing that happens to you one thing that you develop in the military far more so than you ever will in civil Street is realising that when you're at rock bottom and you're in this pain hole it will end yeah. and it was almost like you just develop that narrative it will end you're cold on sentry. the hour that you're on century for it will end if you're doing yeah. a night exercise the sun will come up and thaw out your frozen hands you're in the sea you're doing something you will get out it will end you don't know when but you know, it will. And it's yeah. almost like, this sounds kind of a bit of a cliche and a bit of a random message, but it, but it, but it is true. And you start to develop a, an appreciation for the fact that everything, regardless of how painful, regardless of how cold, regardless of how wet, regardless of how miserable it might be, it's always temporary. It's yeah. always temporary. And I think that's that kind of having that mantra and that kind of click for me about halfway through training. And it did, it did, it, it, it did make things easier.
0: Yeah, I think the one the one thing that I kept telling myself is even though the training team are hammering us, like, then they don't want to hurt us. That was the thing that I always thought. Yeah. They, they, they don't want to hurt you. They want to they improve your resilience. They want to they wanna make you stronger and better people. They don't want to hurt you. So if they see that the troop is getting to a point of no return, they're going to stop whatever you're doing. They're going to move on. They're going to change things up and change the exercise up a little bit. So just work hard, try and, try and and stay with the team. Know that it is going to end and know that it's not going to get to a point where you're going to get hurt because the training team are there to look after you, not just hammer you. And I think that's a that's a really important, That a lot of people kind of forget that in training. They think that it's you versus the training team to, to get your green beret at some point. But they're trying to they're trying to help you out they want they want you to be the best possible soldier possible because you're gonna go to a unit possibly with them or their friends so they yeah. want you to you know be next to them and be happy with what they did and understand why they beasted you and, and know why they've done it so that you can improve and be a better soldier um, So with that being said, even though when you're training at home you take the aspect out you take the aspect of it's gonna end soon it's gonna you know someone else can decide when it ends from there you're on your own it's you and your own brain doing a you know going for a run doing an ice bath or whatever um what are your like kind of go-to exercises when it comes to and i don't just mean exercises like you know i'm talking like ice baths or whatever everything what are your go-to things when it comes to trying to improve that little bit of resilience and that little bit of determination
1: i think um training wise for me there's one thing that one thing that holds true, and that is that uh, speed work is actually a lot harder and breaks your soul a lot more than what's called steady state. So if you were going to go for a 60-minute run, steady state would be your heart rate's at a certain level because you're running at a certain speed or you're rowing at a certain speed or you're cycling at a certain speed, and then you keep that level, you keep that speed or the machine, you keep running and your heart rate's at the same level for an extended period of time. That's what's called steady state activity. Interval training, when you really hit speed stuff, is uh, is the thing that actually in my opinion both sucks more but it does get results right so this yeah. is what actually all the physical the physiological we won't get kind of lost in the woods of the science All the physiological adaptations of that particular training method is what works this is why uh, this is why when you go to CTC, they do like speed stuff in the gym. They, then get you to do camp circuits on the bottom field. They get you to write to that tree back to me. Pays they to be a winner. Your heart rate pays to be a winner. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Yeah. And, uh, and considering my background before was sprinting. I was like, I better bloody win this Cause my endurance is terrible. So I was like, yeah. if I'm stealing off around three, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to come last. Yeah. Um, but, but for, for me, that's one thing that I, I try to. What I try to do is throughout kind of the course of a week. I try to have a couple of different sessions where I'm like, right, let's focus on if I'm doing like a Metcon, like a metabolic conditioning, so like a cardio session, I'm like, right, I'll be on the assault bike or the Mm -hmm. rower and I'll be like, right, I'll do like a 30-second sprint and then a minute off and then 30-second sprint. And the next session I'll be like, right, I'll do a 90-second one and then the next one I'll do like a three-minute one and then i go back down to 30 seconds. So try and alternate, try and vary um, the amount of time that you're really like going full guns blazing for. I think regardless of regardless of the movement, squats, burpees, press-ups, runs, whatever, I think if we kind of, you know, put all the exercises in one box and just park that for a minute, I think that that way of of varying that particular training methodology, that's the thing that will will give you a really, really good kind of base foundation for, for moving on to everything. If you can make your body move quickly for 30 seconds or 90 seconds or three minutes or five minutes or whatever it is and have any kind of ability there, that's great. Whereas if you only do steady state, if someone's like right to that tree back to me you're going to come last if you only know how to hold a certain pace for an hour.
0: I can vouch for that I can vouch for that. That's happened to I was yeah, last guilty. on them so many times. <laughs> so many times I would be the last person on face to be a winner. You can tell they're all like, oh my god, it's chilling to go last on <laughs> Pace to be a winner. Because it just wasn't I was okay at yomping. Yomping I wasn't too bad at. But pace to be a winner, oh my days. Especially up hills. It's my weak spot. And I can it's I can, good, I, can yeah. I can it's just not my it's not my cup of tea, mate. And I can I can vouch for what you're saying. Like, it's it's not so much the um you know, it's not so much fitness at this point, is it? It's more it's more like mindset of like, I've I've done sprints before, so I know I can do this. And for me, it was like, mm. I already had this mindset of I'm not good at sprints. So when it came to that, I'm like, oh, here we go, I'm going to be last again. And I think that in itself was what got me to be last most times so on the pace to be aware. Yeah, awake. yeah, a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you've already got
1: that narrative, yeah. you'll live up to exactly that. If you're like, I'm not actually that good at sprints, then you'll perform not being very good at sprints.
0: Exactly, exactly. Faster, so- faster. Definitely be definitely be looking at you. you know, the roads near you, looking at lampposts and be like, okay, I'm gonna sprint between lampposts. That's what I like to do these days. I like to, you mm. know, the, the different lampposts and every one I'll sprint and then take a you know, jog the next one, then sprint the next one and jog the next and just not stop. And it sucks. It really sucks. Sometimes your sprint is like your starting jog. But you know it sucks, and you kind of you just gotta push through it. And you know there's but, but also it works, right? It does work. It does. It job. works. It works wonders because then you get back and you feel you feel like Superman at the end of the day. You feel mm. if you if you set yourself small goals. I have a little whiteboard that you can't see it, with a bunch of like you know short, medium, and long goals. And if you make them short goals, kind of in a in a distance where it it you know you can achieve it. It's just a case of turning up. You know, it's a case of yeah. turning up on a regular basis, and you know you can achieve it then that gives you a confidence boost to, to get past the medium goals. Mm. And then when you, you, know, you turn up and you put that even more effort in, before you know it, you're reaching these long-term goals and you're like, I'm ready for training. I'm ready for CTC. Yeah. I'm ready for that first week in foundation. And gonna, we're going to smash it. So um, one last thing I wanted to talk about. We've got 15 minutes left and I kind of wanted to bring this up as like a suggestion. You're a fitness guru. I'm kind of not. I got through training I got through training. I'm not a fitness guru. I kind of want to make a thing where we get you on on multiple occasions. We go over all different types of fitness exercises, specific to training, specific to, you know, different maybe, you know, paras or marines or US Marines. We bring you on board. We talk about, you know, the, the requirements to get in. And then mm-hmm. we go over what you could what you could start with. How can you start getting fit for this thing? So um uh, I wanted to throw this out. Roll Marines training. You've got what? 60 press ups 2 minutes 80 sit ups yeah. 2 minutes you've got your 3 miles in it's 3 miles in about 23 24 minutes altogether, and if you think about it um and then you've got your pull ups you've got roughly you got to do clean about five, six, seven pull ups clean really aren't you um, but it's not yeah it, i think that's about right it goes up
1: to 15 but i think 5 or 6 is 5 or 6 is fine and they,
0: yeah exactly they do it on like a point system so if you get only like 45 press ups but you do really well on pull ups it kind of levels out in the point system yeah, that's um but for, for, the, for the people who are like, okay, today's the day I am starting. It's the Royal Marines. I've picked it. Where do they start? And we're going to do this for, we're going to do this when we have you on multiple times, we're going to do good this for different question. branches, okay? Okay,
1: okay. Uh, good question. I think with that, kind of ironically, with what we've just said about different speed work, I think that it's a combination, especially for, especially for the mile and a half. It depends. There's a level of like self-awareness you've got to have, right? So if someone is like amazing at bodyweight exercises, but they're crap at running, then they'll know that they'll be like, I'll be honest, that's kind of already tied up in the bag, but I'm rubbish at this, and vice versa. Someone might be might be like, you know, I'm an absolute racing snake naturally, you know, five-minute miles easy in my sleep, but I'm rubbish at this. So one thing I would say to everyone out there that's listening to this is kind of self-reflect and think which of those two, the aerobic capacity or the body weight stuff, do you think you're weakest in? And then try and have like a a bit of a sliding scale in the amount of time you spend on each component does that make sense as opposed yeah. to just assuming yeah. that everyone needs to spend 50 50 on each but in terms of the running i would say uh i would say vary do like session on session off of some kind of interval sprints like the lamppost stuff the hill stuff that you were saying one session of uh, of you know sprint 80 meters like sprint up to a lamppost walk back slowly sprint up to the lamppost walk back slowly and do you know 20 of those or something so one yeah. interval session and then one steady state session so that is, will build a great foundation of, uh, of kind of cardio and just allow that curve to kind of to keep improving. Um, and then for the bodyweight stuff, it is just getting the volume in. So mm-hmm. press ups, just get the volume in with press ups. Sit ups, just get the volume in with sit ups. And depending on your pull ups, it's like a threshold. If you can do more than so, this is for me with my per, with my clients personally, both those that have joined in the military and those that aren't. If they can do more than about six pull ups, then we just get them to keep doing pull ups. If they cut, if they can do less than six pull-ups, then one of the things we do is we get them to do some kind of progression. Mm. So normally band assisted. So it's like, if you're up, you know, you've got to pull up bar, you lanyard a resistance band, you put it down on your feet and effectively what the band does is it, it, it pulls you up, right? So you're not lifting your entire body weight. You're probably lifting anywhere between five and 50 kilos less depending on what band you use. And then you get, you know, higher volume in with those, if that makes sense. But yeah, so the body weight stuff, just, you know, just get the volume in and make sure that you find a, an appropriate way to do that. And with the cardio, so the, the mile and a half or three mile run, the way that we do it, alternate between uh, speed interval work and steady state.
0: Cool. So that's that is your kind of rundown on where you would target someone joining the Royal Marines. And um, does this vary? Would you say this varies with age? For me, this was sixteen, and I'm trying to build muscle, trying to kind of get my fitness up from a from a child's perspective, really, because you're still a child at sixteen, really, and you're trying to, you know, get your fitness into an adult world. Compared to some people who join and they're like, you know, 29, 30 year yeah, old yeah, and their body is kind of like up there and it's kind of starting to be at its peak and you need to kind of raise the game even more. Would you say there's any variance when it comes to them two different ages?
1: Yeah, I would. And I'd say that the older that you are, generally, so you've almost got to imagine when you're young, you're like, you're floppy, right? You're like jelly, you're like a rubber duck, which might sound weak. I remember hearing this in Foundation. Every Royal Marine should be like a rubber duck and we were all like... Yeah. Bloody a, like a rubber duck. It's like the <laughs> least manly thing. Then, what's this bloke on about? And yeah. he basically said, it's like, chuck you out of a building, kick you, you get run over by a car, you yeah. just spring back up and do exactly the same shape. We're like, oh. yeah, okay. So yeah, that's what yeah. the young guys are like, right? So they might not be that physically or structurally strong, but they're so, they're kind of robust in that their recovery period is like 30 seconds, right? So yeah. That's what it would be like when you're 16. Whereas the older guys are a lot more solid, they're generally a lot stronger but they, but also with with that kind of that strength and that solidity their body's a little bit more like concrete which means if they, they're they more likely to roll their ankle and, and, and tear something whereas the younger guys are more likely to roll their ankle and just get straight back up so yeah. the older that you are you're a lot more solid which means you're a lot stronger in structure but if something does go wrong the chunk is more likely to result in an injury so I'd say the younger guys just keep Keep smart with the prehab stuff and the older guys. I'd say stretching and, and everything, and the mobility work is even more important. Probably if you're over the age of about 24 25, that's when stretching is not a suggestion anymore for you. Like you've got to, that's something you've got to start taking seriously. Yeah. And, and in your brain, it's not a if I've got time, it's a non negotiable. And when yeah. you go into training, those two different things, man, you've got to put them in, you've got to be very, very smart with, with, with what you put in each list, but the non negotiables stretching and mobility is one when you when you start
0: starting to get into your late 20s yeah and and i think i think that goes for anyone late 20 i would say yeah from 25 almost 24 onwards really prioritize that stretching i found when Mm. i left the royal marines i you know i was in a bit of a dark state and I, i put a bunch of weight on and i was in a horrible place and then i slowly started to get my fitness up again and I would always do my three mile in it and I'd get it in like 25, 26 minutes. That was like my happy range where I'm not super fit. I was just kind of plodding through life, 25, 26 minutes. And then my wife introduced me to yoga. And literally within like a week or two, it shedded like two minutes off that time. And all, all the, mm. the only thing that changed, my diet didn't change. My workouts didn't change. No, the only thing that changed was the yoga and that was it. And it was because of the stretch. And I just never stretched. It's just one of them things where you think, ah, I don't need to stretch. I'll just, you know, I'll just do a couple of hamstring stretches when I finish my run and I, you know, I'm fine. I can crack on with me day. But the truth of the matter is, not only is it good for injury prevention, but it also helps your mobility when it comes to your stride and all these yeah, different yeah. variables that you don't even think about when you're in role marine yeah. training because so, all you're yeah. trying to think about is, you know, I'm trying to keep my shins from exploding with shin splints with these rubber boots on and you're trying to do this six mile speed match to get your cap comfort that's all you're thinking you're not thinking of yeah. the the long-term game and the, you know your stride and the way that you run. In i remember um when my fitness wasn't the best i think it was like halfway through training there was a guy that they sent me to see and they always called him like this magician guy i don't know if you remember who i'm talking about And they always kind of refer to him as like this magician who kind of helps out with people who need the fitness help. And he just told me some basic stuff when it came to like the way that I run and the way that I conduct myself, you know, with each stride and the way I look up and breathe. And I didn't even realize that it helped like way more than I would ever think. And it was simple things like conserving your energy, not swinging your arms too much if you don't need to, leaning forward as much as you can and also kind of catching yourself with your feet but all these things kind of went hand in hand with stretching and before you knew it like i took time off my 3-miler without really needing to put any more effort in apart from just chilling and stretching at night that was it yeah yeah it and I, I yeah i don't know when when did you like discover stretching is this something you've always known
1: i think for me you know i probably i was probably a bit of an anomaly because and i think a lot of guys that join the royal marines they might come from football or rugby backgrounds which are mm-hmm. also kind of a lot more of a culture of we didn't do that for just get on with it, kind of thing. And that's Mm -hmm. very much what the military, especially the Royal Marines was like, you know, 10, 12 years ago. You think it's like the most kind of macho bravado environment. Whereas beforehand, I was a sprinter, which is very, very science-based, kind of very, very technical, very uh, kind of... I get like science-based execution of a certain activity. So when I joined, I was like, I was making sure that I was stretching, that I I wasn't really doing too much rolling, but I was even doing like self-massage, like kind of, you know, getting my thumbs into my own arms and legs and trying to kind of release Mm -hmm. the bits. And it was one of those things that, to be completely honest, everyone was like, what are you doing, mate? Like, it's a complete a bloody waste of time just go down to nothing and get a flapjack. And then weeks, <laughs> week, weeks, that later, that weeks later... That was me. That was me. That was me. That's go to what platform. I know you for. i a guy. Yeah. And, then kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then weeks, you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months later, as we started to progress through training, um, and especially, especially when we went from the gym, which is like whenever gym passes, is like week nine, week ten, or yeah, week nine and then small, you go into yeah. bottom field. And I'm just starting to kind of peg my way up, not not in kind of a cocky way. But this is literally what happens in terms of quantifiable rankings. Kind of you know go up in terms of the timings of the rankings yeah. of fitness, the the, the the fitness rankings of the troop. Yeah. And that's when you know it's all it's all fun and games, and it's all fun to kind of you know take the mick out of the guy that's that's doing some self care, right? That's actually looking after himself. It's all fun and games until he starts beating you. Yeah, until he and starts he's taking starts them strides. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And then everyone's like, yeah, Jim, I know I was was taking the piss and everything, but can you walk me through what exactly (laughs) you're doing? This is exactly what happened. This is exactly what happened around about that time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's funny how um, different training becomes when it comes to the fitness standards throughout the weeks. Like you do start with this very kind of structural um, gym training before week nine, where it's very like... You're gonna be very disciplined. You're running. You're sprinting to a certain spot. You're in a certain position. And literally, as soon as you go into that gym, it's like that. You know, it's like straight away to the point of you have to be on this spot with your arms exactly yeah. like this. Whereas, as you go onto bottom field, like after week nine, it's like jog on the spot. Just don't stop. Just, yeah, just don't yeah, stop yeah. jogging on the spot. That's it. And then yeah. you're gonna do this. You're gonna do. It's not a case of what you're doing with your arms. Say what you. I mean, obviously, to a point of getting your knees up. But other than that, like the the type of fitness changes dramatically. And I think that's a perfect way of rounding back to exactly what we were saying at the start, where it's a case of your body needs to be able to get used to doing anything very quickly. It needs to adapt very quickly because when you do that change and it's literally you do bottom field, you do um, gym pass out. The next day, I'm pretty sure you're on bottom field practicing. You're on bottom field learning. I think you're right yeah i think it's
1: literally the next
0: day yeah yeah and you need to you need to be like okay we're going from these thin ropes that you can get your hands all the way around to these thicker ropes that you can't really hold the muddy the wet and now it's all about not just your grip strength but also technique a lot of technique it's about being smart and kind of being aware while you're training instead of just going in and kind of a lot of people just kind of black out when when they're when they're doing the fitness things it's like just go in they get their head down they do it you're done with but when you when you get past week nine then you need to start really thinking about technique, getting over them walls, going through the tunnels, doing a regain, doing a fireman's carry. How can I carry him properly? There's a lot more kind of um, thinking, and this is where I think the whole thinking soldier for the Royal Marines starts to kind of get in, doesn't it? It's where you you really have to pick up your game a bit and be like, okay, not only am I tired and I'm you know I'm cold and I'm wet and I'm exhausted, and I want this training to be over with. It's also, but I also need to figure out. It's like a puzzle. I need to figure out what yeah. I'm doing. And I need to be on top of it. And I think that rounds up perfectly to what we were just saying at the very start of this about just being able to adapt.
1: Yeah, yeah that's it, man. I think it is it is kind of that that thing of, and you know, looking back on it kind of in hindsight in that situation where they're literally in your face screaming your bottom field. And it is a complete uh, maximum application of effort. Like you are literally going, going home. But at the same time, you're still composed. Yeah. You don't lose that composure. So it's like, you're in an incredibly overly stimulating environment where you've got people shouting at you flipping slinging or you've got somebody else on your back with both your rifles getting caked in mud you've got to you've got to go over you've got to you know chuck chuck someone over a wall you've got to go through smite tubes. you've got to do whatever but there's a level of efficiency uh and composure that has to be partnered with that you can't just yeah. you can't lose control yeah and i think that's that's where that that particular rule specific ability starts to be developed and, and nourished and built exactly mm-hmm. as you said there which is like you, you can't just kind of go mental and start flailing your limbs around it's like it is maximum execution uh, but at the same time you still got to keep a level of calmness in your brain to make sure that you're doing everything right because otherwise things get dangerous.
0: Yeah, you're very right. You're very right, and I think I think that's a that's a perfect pointer to end on with. Um, when it comes to Royal Marine training, we've gone over for people wanting to get into Royal Marines. Now we've gone over exactly what you need to do if you're at the very start, depending on whatever age you're at and what you need to do to prevent injury. We've gone over what it's like in training. We've gone over what nutrition's like in training. Now we've spoke about everyone else, Jim. I want to hear about you. What is your <laughs> next? Before we leave, I want to know what your next world record breaking attempt is. What is it? Off we got? And, can we, and if, you don't, if you don't have one, if you don't have one, can we figure one out for you over the next couple of talks that we have? <laughs> Definitely a fan of that. Definitely a fan of that. So basically the, the
1: certificate in the background, that was for, uh, as a team of 12, as I said earlier, the most amount of weight that 12 people could deadlift in 12 hours. Mm-hmm. We also did uh, a 24-hour attempt where we actually did, it was a, it was a dual, dual world record attempt. We tried to break the most amount of weight that 12 people could lift in one hour And in 24, and it was like the first hour of the 24, it was almost like we absolutely, we got a huge head start, hour two was kind of almost a bit of a recovery, and then we kept going for 24. As luck would have it, we got given the one hour world record, we actually didn't get given the 24 hour world record. I won't get into why, it's loads of political rubbish. Okay, It meant kind of after the first hour, the rest of the next kind of 23 were a bit redundant, unfortunately. Uh... But we're either going to do, we're either going to go for that again, or... Um, I wouldn't mind doing a couple of solo ones. So let's, okay. in fact, let's, I'll tell you what, let's collaborate there. Listen, you and me will have a chat, we'll get all the listeners involved, yeah. we'll see whether or not, we'll see what suggestions come up of what I could do. But anything that is, yeah. ironically, as a sprinter, um, and for those of you that don't know, when I left, well, I don't even know if you and me have spoken about this actually, when I left, uh, the marines at the end of 2012 i was very very lucky that i went straight into international sports so i became a gb bobsleigh athlete for, yeah. the, for for about two and a half years so that's like even more sprinting than sprinting so like even less bloody time it's like 40 meters it's like six yeah. seconds and, um, you're so, and you're pushing something <laughs> and you're pushing a very <laughs> heavy sled yeah yeah, um, yeah. so consi- even considering the fact that all of my stuff sporting wise all my background sporting wise is very very explosive i absolutely love Um, endurance attempts and I think one of the reasons why I do quite well in those is exactly what we've been talking about throughout the whole of the last uh, kind of 45 minutes or so which is self-care yeah looking after yourself well stretching between you've got to know if you're working for an hour then you get a 20-minute break what do you do in that 20-minute break and that structured self-care approach in anything from kind of 12 hours onwards is I think what allows me uh, to perform kind of as well as people who are probably completely honest a lot fitter and stronger than I am. But I think that self care thing is so important. I think that can that's exactly what we'll be talking about with the guys that want to join the forces. And that's uh, probably something I'll consider when I'm selecting my next world record, wherever that may be.
0: Yeah. Well, whenever you do select it, let's try and figure out something with the channel where we can get the attempt on here, we can get people watching yeah, yeah, it. No, or maybe. No, maybe we, not only could we get the attempt on here, but we could do a podcast going over it. You know, like we could go all, mm. we could go, we could go deep. We'll talk about this after the podcast, but we got some good we'll ideas, some I'm together. sure. Put some plans yeah. together. Yeah, we'll yeah. put some plans put together. It. So um, thank you for joining. It's amazing. It's been over 45 minutes now and it's absolutely, absolutely. flown by. Yeah. yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, for people who are, you know, want to find out more about yourself and you, you, your world record, world record breaking, where can they find you? What, you know, what you're doing next? Where is your social media and all that lot?
1: all my fitness stuff now uh, is going on my personal social media which is <clears throat> probably the best place to catch most of my stuff is it on Instagram uh, at Jim H Galvin so J-A-M-H-G-A-L-V-I-N at Jim H Galvin uh, and seriously if it, you know, any of your guys have any questions about this stuff they want anything cleared up they want me to elaborate on any of these points follow me on Instagram send me a quick message and I'll, 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 I'll do my best to get back to you because I absolutely have a passion making sure that people that that do want to join the military do it properly yeah. and get the most out of it and and learn to live the best way trade the best way recover the best way uh so send, yeah f- give me a follow send me a message and I'll uh, I'll try to get back to
0: you yeah I'll also leave a link for that down below in the description okay. on YouTube so definitely go and check him out because you're inst- honestly your Instagram is fire some of the fitness stuff you do on there Thanks, is remarkable man. man I go on it all the time and I'm like God, I wish I was this fit. Jeez, what am I doing with my life? Meanwhile, I've got a kid in one arm. He's crying. and I'm like, oh, why do I not have time to do this? No, I'm joking. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure and we will get you on more often. And what we'll do next time is I'm going to get a bunch of questions um, from people who want to join the military and I'm going to get them on here and and, uh, we'll we'll get some questions answered. So uh, thank you again for everyone watching um, and I will see you in the next video. Take it easy, everyone. Goodbye.